Welcome to This One Precious Life, a podcast for brilliant women like you. My name is Natalie King. I'm a coach and I am passionate about sharing what I have learned and continue to learn about living more joyfully, authentically and with less stress. So tune in and let me be your guide to falling more in love with life. Today I am talking about how we can learn to live with the voice within us that is our inner critic and specifically how we can learn to live with it but not take direction from it. We all have a version of the inner critic. Certainly every uh, woman I've talked to and work with has some version of that. It's not who we are, but it shows up primarily because it wants to keep us safe, wants to keep us out of taking too much risk. It only knows about the past and it doesn't understand about our capacity for the future. It's not us, but it is a part of us, a voice within us that we can hear, particularly at times where we are stretching to the edge of our comfort zone. It can get particularly noisy around those times because it's showing up and doing what it does because it wants to keep us safe. It's very common for it to show up in our professional lives, but can also in um, motherhood or our lives with our partners or body image or following our creative pursuits. It's a flavour of self-doubt where we're doubting if we're good enough in some way. It might sound like something like, what will people think of me? Or it's been done before, or I won't be good enough at it, or I'm not good at that. Some kind of flavour of those sort of thoughts that makes us feel smaller than we actually are and can stop us or wants to stop us from moving forward, particularly in areas that we often feel called to do. Here's an example of how it could show up. You're sitting at a meeting and people are talking and all of a sudden you have a great idea. But before you have a chance to kind of share it, the thought comes to you, oh, they won't like that or no, maybe it's not as good as it seems. So you keep quiet and you don't share. And later in the meeting, someone else comes out with that same idea and gets congratulated for it. I know that's happened to me in the past. And why didn't you share the idea? Because the voice of self-doubt, the inner sensor that wants to keep you safe, kind of stopped you in your tracks. What I have seen in my own work and working with other people is that we can learn to live with our inner critics but turn the volume down and importantly not take direction from it. In this episode, I want to break down some of the steps and and strategies that can help with that. And first of all, before I before I go into any of those strategies to get clear, how will you know if it's the inner critic? What are the clues and telltale signs that it's that voice that's showing up? You normally know because it feels pretty bad. Um, But the voice is 
is very often black and white, no shades of grey, very de definitive. Um, you're no good at that, for example. It's not based on evidence. It's not based on reality. It's based on anxious thinking. Often we can be in patterns of repetitive, the same thing going round on a loop like a broken record uh, about a particular thing that we doubt about ourselves. It would focus on lack or a problem and it's very often critical, hence the name Inner Critic. I want you to know it's universal. We don't often talk about it enough. I don't think we specifically in groups of women talk about our insecurities, that we're all walking around with this inner critic voice uh, and the horrible things it sometimes says to us. And because of that, we might look at other people and think, oh, they've got it all so together. They're so confident and they're so slick and always know the right thing to say. But inside, they've still got this same self-doubt of varying degrees that shows up differently in their world. But we don't talk about it a lot and and then we maybe don't realise how universal it is. When I work with groups it always comes up how reassuring people feel, how reassured people feel when they see the common factor between everyone, that everyone's got a form of these self-doubts going on. Learning to see it's not true has been really key for me and it still doesn't always work because that voice can be so compelling, can't it? So sure of itself. But when we dig in, we can see it's irrational. It's not based on evidence. So I invite you to just check in on your own self-doubt, inner critic thinking and see if you can see the, the lies that it contains. It's not a voice of reality. And the more we see it for what it is, that's a real huge piece of starting to take less notice of it. Because when we see that it's nonsense, it just doesn't make sense to follow instructions from it. Like a drunk on the street giving you life advice. We might just instinctively know it doesn't make sense to take their advice and it doesn't make sense to take the advice of your inner critic it is trying to keep you safe and we can treat it with compassion it's it's the scared part of us but not one to let be in the driving seat of your life my own inner critic shows up most noisily when I am wanting to do something new or I am starting to do something new, particularly in my professional life. It sounds very convincing <laughs> and it does have me question myself often, but I have come to see that it is not who I really am. It's part of me. It gets noisy sometimes. But if I listened to it, I wouldn't be doing the things I want to do because it means that I would be putting fear before what I am most passionate about. So you might have noticed that I've used the label my inner critic for it. I haven't called it me. And I think that's quite 
a useful distinction for anyone who's listening who can recognise this inner critic in themselves to make, to take the I away from this inner critic and give it a name or a label. And that way you can say, my inner critic is freaking out right now, as opposed to saying, I am freaking out right now. Yes, the inner critic is part of you, but by separating the inner critic as the bit that's freaking out, it can help to untangle and separate it from who you really are and your dreams and your goals and your passions and what you want to do. And you can also see at the same time that this part of you exists that wants to keep you safe. Another tip that could be helpful is to give your inner critic a name. What kind of name would suit your inner critic? That might be something fun for you to have a think about and see what, see what rises for you. So once you've noticed it, named it, separated it from who you really are, your next step is to not take direction from it. And I guess that's the, the hard bit, isn't it? It's really seeing that it's not a reliable source of information for you to base your decisions on. And in that, there's a piece of saying, thank you, but no thank you. Thank you, inner critic. I know you are trying to keep me safe, but I now need to do work on my presentation because this is important for me. Funnily enough, just by getting into the habit of putting it in its place can be really helpful because we have shined a light on what it is, what it represents, but also said we're not going to listen on this occasion. Imagine a world where all girls learned that that inner voice of self-doubt was unreliable. So to recap my key points, know that the inner critic is universal. We all have some flavour of it and it shows up most when we're doing new things that test us and stretch us. Get used to noticing it. Separate it from yourself. Give it a name. And it's okay to say thank you, but no thank you. Whatever you do, don't let it be in the driving seat of your life. Please know that that voice in your head that is sometimes nasty to you and thinks you're rubbish and won't come to anything, it's just not true. It's not who you really are. You're the one listening to it. Who you really are is much more wise and powerful and has so much to offer. So happy practicing, turning the volume down a bit on that inner critic and putting it in its place. Shine a light on it. And when we shine a light on things and expose them for what they really are, they tend to melt away a bit, even if they don't disappear. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. As always, if it's been helpful, please pass it on 
and share, rate, review, whatever you can do to help these ideas spread to more people. And I will look forward to coming on and sharing some more soon. Thank you for listening. Bye.